All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Planker Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schaefer, and today on the show, we have Tucker Fitzsimons. And Tucker, thanks for joining the show, dude. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I see you're sitting outside. Where are you coming to us from right now? Uh, I'm in uh, Littleton, Colorado, a bit outside of Denver. Cool. Are you living there full time? Yeah, I just moved here like last week. <laughs> That's awesome. What what prompted the move? Well, my girlfriend actually got a pretty sick job for Red Bull here. And she's from here originally, too. And then I was also just pretty stoked for a little bit of a change. Like, I've lived in uh, – I'm from Hood River, Oregon originally. And I've lived there, like, most of my life. And then uh, went to college in Salt Lake. And I spent, like, six, like – like fall, like winter, springs through there, uh, out there. And then I would come back to Oregon every summer and, uh, pretty stoked to be out here now. Just like Salt Lake, super fun, but I was pretty ready for a change. And I'm like really stoked on the skateboarding out here. They got like some of the best skate parks around and obviously like really good skiing too. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. I mean, we're going to get into all of that stuff. Uh, but first, what have you uh, been doing the summer? Yeah, in the summer, I was, uh, yeah, I just moved out here last week. Before that, I worked, um, I was working at a winery in um, kind of like Parkdale area in Oregon, a little bit uh, outside of Hood River on the way to Mount Hood. And yeah, I was working up there, uh, serving uh, and also um, working the beer garden. And it was, it was a pretty fun job. Like, it was like pretty good money. I was pretty stoked on it. And I had, like, one of the best views in Mount Hood out of anywhere in the area. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Do you, do you ever get recognized when you're working as a waiter? Um, I don't really think I, I did this year at all, but. Yeah. I guess at a winery, yeah, I don't think that uh, the ski crowd would really be rolling through there too much. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty pretty expensive winery, so there's not, like, really a lot of, like, skiers who are coming through or, like, I don't know, especially the people are doing kind of like the kind of skiing I do it's kind of a lot of money to afford the to like eat there and drink there <laughs> yeah exactly cool so you're from Hood River Oregon like you mentioned and so I mean you could give you could give the geography from it but it's basically north of Mount Hood right on the uh Oregon Washington border right yeah well yeah it's like an hour east of Portland right on the Columbia River and then to go like it's probably like about an hour from Timberline and like 30 minutes to Mount Hood Meadows. Yeah, that's sick. So what was it like growing up there? I know that they got, I mean, Jesus, they got all sorts of stuff. You got skiing, windsurfing, you got skating. Like, was was that kind of your lifestyle growing up? Yeah, it's, it's pretty sick. It's like, um, just like everyone that I grew up with, they're, everyone's like really into like at least one kind of action sport, if not multiple. Like, most of my friends are like pretty high level at um at least like something like mountain biking skiing skateboarding kiteboarding windsurfing like something like that and like most of them do like a couple of those sports and are pretty good at them so it's pretty cool like it's like a really cool area as far as like there's a lot of different things that you can do we didn't really do like a lot of like team sports growing up but like a lot of different like kind of action sport kind of things yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, you never played soccer, baseball, any of that stuff. I played, I played soccer and lacrosse a little bit, but like just barely, not really at all. Yeah. It wasn't the vibe. 
Cool. So, um, yeah, so let us know what your family was like. I don't usually go into this for everybody, but I know you got a brother, Sean, who's also very big into uh, snowboarding, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the family. Yeah, my family is, like, super cool. They're super supportive of, like, me and my brothers, uh, like, skiing and snowboarding and skateboarding. And, yeah, also just, like, super welcoming to other people, like other like all our friends and stuff in the summer um we have a we have like a pretty big property up like a little outside of the city limits and uh we first got into skateboarding because um when we first moved up there probably when i was like around seven or eight um my uh yeah my my dad like he found this like big like mini mega ramp basically on craigslist and at that point we didn't even skate at all but he was like, oh, this would be like a fun thing for the kids to mess around on probably. And since we had the biggest yard, like they just decided to put it there. So like all my dad and all his friends like went and helped move it from Vancouver, Washington to our house. And that's kind of what we learned to skate on. And then like, I feel like that kind of helped us get into like freestyle skiing and like freestyle snowboarding and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah that like, That's awesome. So was it like in the front? was this like in your backyard in your front drive <laughs> like what was the setup yeah, it's like in the, it's in the backyard um yeah it's like in the backyard and then eventually we actually uh built a vert ramp so we have now we have an 11 foot vert ramp that um we modified the end of the mini mega ramp so that you could do a hip into the vert ramp it's pretty sick and then we also like we have another mini ramp that we got from uh, a skateboard distribution company in uh in portland they're like moving out of their warehouse needed to get rid of it so they just like put it in our yard temporarily but now we've had it for like eight years and it's pretty sick mini ramp <laughs> and then we then we've just gotten other mini ramps and just like pushed them together so we have three pushed across it's pretty sick and like a bunch of our friends will come out in the summers um like this summer we had like uh Burke hanging out there, Hunter Hess, um, and then like Colby came out for a little bit. Uh, a lot of Sean's snowboard homies like uh, Luke Winkleman, uh, Benny Milam, Zeb Powell, uh, Rob Rothler. There's like a bunch of like just homies hanging out. So it's a super fun summer. That's so sick. It's, so did you know all those other Oregon guys growing up, like Hunter? And uh, I'm not sure when Jake moved out there but uh mr mango but yeah we're yeah i don't know how far away bend is from there yeah i um i knew them uh i didn't know him like super well i like got to know him a little more like later in high school when i could like go down to bend more often and ski there because bachelor's super fun one of my favorite mountains as far as like the rails and stuff and like just like really good flowy park um but yeah i've definitely gotten to know them more recently like living out in salt lake and also my my brother uh, is good friends of Hunter and his roommates with him. So I hung out with them a lot this past year. Um, but yeah, I, I used to compete against them. They would like come out to come up to hood sometimes for USSA competitions. So like I, I met them a long time ago, like when I was like 10 or 12, and I just like compete against them um, a little bit, like nationals and also like a regional contest. Yeah. So when did you start on the uh, the comp circuit? Sometimes I do a deep dive on people's comp comp histories, but I didn't 
do too much of a deep dive for you since you're more like video parts now, but when did you get into the whole comp thing? Uh, I got into comps the first time I ever um, been in a comp. I think I was like probably like 11 in USASA at like the Hood Series. And then like I went to nationals that year. It was pretty fun. I mean, I never like did like too well in like slope style or anything like that, but I don't know. I like I did. I was always pretty good at rail jam, but I wasn't too good at the jumps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you could definitely see the rail influence today. And, and so where did that all start? Was that just, you know, riding around whatever your home mountain was? And you're like, all right, I'm, I'd prefer to hit the rails rather than the jumps. Pretty much. I don't know. I've never really like been that into like going upside down. It's just not, not that like that, that comfortable for me. And, um, so I, when I was, uh, I don't know. I was getting into skiing. I just, um, a lot of my friends are pretty into jumps, but I just like was more into rails. And I feel like that almost pushed me more into rails, but they're all better than me at jumps. So I was kind of like, well, I'm just going to hit the rails and get good at that. <laughs> and, uh, then they had, um, uh, this like pretty sick, uh, rail hike park at, um, at Mount Hood Meadows. They called shipyard. And it was just like, I would go up, like two at least two days a week every uh yeah every week after school for night skiing and i would just go there and just hike the rails for like i don't know like two three hours like like every one of those nights and just like try to like learn a bunch of tricks and i don't know that was just like super fun <laughs> that's crazy that sounds more like uh like an east coast or midwest upbringing rather yeah. than somebody that's in like the pacific northwest yeah our jumps weren't really that sick though. Like, I don't know, Meadows back, I felt like it was really sick kind of before I was good enough. And then like, it kind of went through like a lull. They had like some injuries and they like had to tone down the park a bit. And then, and they would like have all these sick rails they would never really put in. Um, and then it seemed like later years, like once I was like a little bit older in high school, like senior in high school, and then pretty much like right after I like moved away, they like got it figured out and really stepped up their park. And now it's really fun to go back to. Yeah. But you just missed out. You had that four year window of just dog yeah, shit. Fine. It's good now. So I can go back to it. Yeah. Were you, uh, were you already getting into any street skiing at that point in your life? Yeah. I think like, well, the first time I ever really hit like a street spot like it wasn't even really much of a street spot but it was like we got snow in town and in hood river like especially like back then we'd like barely ever get snow in town and like we get like a couple storms a winter it's been like kind of like a lot more recently which is cool but um like we didn't even i couldn't even drive at this point we like skied down to this park near my homie's house and there's like this little like concrete donkey ledge that um yeah, that I just like slid and I was so stoked. It actually like some guy from the newspaper came by and saw us like hitting the ledge and took a photo of me. And I was like, there's a photo of me on the newspaper hitting the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Like your first, your first street hit ever and you're already in print. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely not that sick of a ledge at all. It was like, but I don't know. I was pretty stoked I did it. And then, um, yeah. And like, yeah, we skied down to the spot. It was pretty funny. It's like pretty long, like ski, just like on a normal ski, just like skating all the way downtown from like up where I live. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So, I mean, you weren't really super into the comps or at least the slope style. Was your, was, how, what's the age gap between you and your brother? My brother is like two and a half years younger than me. Okay. So that's still close enough that you guys are kind of like on the same phase of life. Was he like where you were kind of uh, whatever about it? Was he super into it? Yeah, he was definitely more into it and like more competitive. And I feel like he was just like, he's just like a lot more, I don't know. He's just like a lot more into like doing flips and stuff like that than me, which I think is like a little more of the way that he went like the slope style route is just like, I don't know. I feel like he's just like a lot more like, ballsy to me as far as like doing like big stuff in the air whereas like i don't know i've I've never really like felt that comfortable like doing like big kind of air stuff so i don't know i like you can tell like especially from like our skateboarding too kind of translates whereas my brother is like really good at doing like big styly airs and like poking grabs whereas i'm a lot better at like doing like uh technical tricks on the coping so it's just like this, the styles kind of transfer over in skateboarding as well. That's pretty sick. And you don't, and you're not a fruit booter at all. No, I like, I had some a little bit and I used to like mess around with them a little bit, but I don't know. Now it's, it's like, I only did it for like, <laughs> like a couple of weeks or something. It was fun if like some homies and we were on ski team and we would just like all get them and go like mess around at Wendell's and like at the skate park. It's just kind of like funny and just, I don't know, it kind of like, goofy i felt like but um i don't know especially like now that i'm so into skateboarding i just like would never really want to like put on blades when i could be skateboarding yeah totally so i mean if we skip over anything in the timeline let me know because i'm just going off the notes i have and things that i picked out from what i found um could you tell everyone a little bit about what tucker camp was oh yeah that was like this uh kind of like camp that I ran in uh, when I was in high school where I would just have like uh, a bunch of kids um a bunch of like local kids would just like come over to my house and like I said before we have like skate ramps there and we had like an in-ground trampoline and we would just like play games and like have fun on the ramps and then like sometimes like it all depended on like how many kids we had and like the um the like level of the kids for like uh, certain activities but like depending on who we had there then like we'd go on like a hike or like maybe go mountain biking or like go to the skate park for like the second half of the day so yeah it was pretty cool it was fun that's it was, like one of the better jobs i've had really it was like the most fun and i actually made like a pretty good amount of money <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so the whole thing took place at your parents' house, but did you run the whole the whole thing yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, in the, like, like, I mean, I probably started doing it when I was, like, around, like, 13 or 14. I did it for, like, probably, like, three or four years. So, like, in the beginning, my mom, like, definitely, like, helped me a little bit. Like, she, like, kind of had the idea, and then she, like, told me about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then she, like, kind of helped me, like, coordinate things a little bit. But then, like, like yeah, after, like, the first year, then I was pretty much doing it all myself. And then, like, I, like, would uh, hire, like, my brother to, like, help me out or something. That is so cool. How many kids would you guys have, like, in part of your uh, – as part of your groups? I mean, like, 
we'd have anywhere from like sometimes we'd only have like i don't know like three kids would probably be like the lowest but then that's like days when we would get we get to go do something like mountain bike or something because they'd be like three kids who were like good enough that we could actually take them down the trails and like not have to like really worry about them like getting hurt really and then like some days we'd have like 14 or 15 kids which is like a lot more to manage but that was fun that's crazy dude <laughs> like a bunch of i don't know so you were in high school so it was like yeah 13 through through like 18 or whatever 14 through 18 and it's just you guys and no older adult supervision other than that yeah <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, probably, was, I probably probably would have gone to that if I was uh, if I was in that age group. It was sick. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun for me too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so what were you thinking? And um, so you did that in the summers in high school. It looks like, and uh, so where so you ended up at Westminster. What was your plans going out to uh, Utah? Had you already been out there before? Um, I've been out there. So I went out there one time in the fall to like check out um westminster in the u i just like knew that i was gonna go to westminster the u just because like i feel like that's like where the best closest like park skiing was to like the mountains and also like there's like good street skiing and stuff like that so i just like knew that that's where i was gonna be i only applied to those two schools i didn't apply to anywhere else i just knew i was gonna be in salt lake um so i went there uh I went there like in the fall to check it out and just like skated around and stuff. And then um, I went there again during like my spring break uh, to like just go ski the, the parks and like see which ones I thought were the best and stuff. And also like check out the schools a little more and like make my like final decisions. I got into both of them. How'd you end up choosing Westminster over U of U? I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that you actually got into both and chose the smaller of the two. Well, I liked Westminster. Is I don't know. I just liked that. I was like a little like smaller of a school, and it seemed like it'd be like a lot easier to manage if I was like still trying to like do stuff with skiing. As far as like, like it was like, like super chill at Westminster. If I ever need to like leave for a competition or like go on like some kind of like ski trip of wine or something, I like I you were like so close with all your teachers, and especially because I was a pretty good student. So like they were like super chill with me, like just taking time off. And, like, it was just, like, always super easy to make up, which, like, I really liked that. Also, like, one of my good homies, Will Ruland, he went to Westminster. And, like, when I came out during that time, he just showed me, like, a really good time. And I, it was, like, super fun. So I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this. That's sick. So you so you mentioned that, like, you would you might have needed to skip something to do stuff with Line. So you were already linked up with Line at that point? Yeah, I got sponsored by Line when I was, like – 16 yes i've been with them for a while yeah that's pretty sick so at first was it just like uh flowed skis or were you was it like true sponsorship from the start yeah i mean it was just like they would like just give me like a couple skis a year for the most part like i kind of like i never like asked for skis and got turned down or anything but yeah at that point it's like i only really needed like a couple skis a year because i was like 16 and not like totally destroying my skis yeah so how did things change once you were finally out in salt lake and more in the mix with like just the whole industry i mean i don't know i think i think things didn't really change that much for a little while just because like 
I like was in school and I like just did full-time school all the way through until I graduated. So I like, I don't know. I kind of like didn't like pursue skiing as much during that time. Like I was like skiing and I was doing like some rail jams, but there really weren't like a lot of rail jams to compete in. And, uh, I I was doing like some like filming in like the parks and stuff, but like, I was, because of school, it was always, like, pretty tough for me to, like, try to, like, hit street. Yeah. Like, a lot of my homies at Westminster, like, they were, like, into skiing, but they weren't, like, I didn't really have, like, the, like, crew that was, like, trying to, like, really pursue skiing. Like, I don't know, we were just, like, kind of, like, ski for fun. Like, most of them were just ski for fun, and, like, we just, like, love skiing park and stuff, but they weren't really trying to, like, progress a bunch or something or, like, make something out of skiing, you know? Yeah, like you were you were there to go to school and then have fun skiing when you were in school. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't really pursuing it a whole lot during that time. Like I was definitely like pushing myself and like learning new tricks, but I wasn't really like trying to like get any new sponsors or anything like that. Or like, or like I don't know. Whenever the, whenever I had time to like try to hit a street spot, I would definitely like try to do it. But like, I just like didn't really. I, I don't know. It's just like kind of tough for me. I feel like with like being like in school and also like for the first like couple years I didn't really have a car so like (laughs) kind of tough (laughs) yeah that is tough um so what did you go there to study since you were kind of uh you were actually taking classes serious it sounds like yeah like I got my degree in finance and I don't know I just like chose finance because I like like math and I feel like it was a pretty good degree for like most occupations because I wasn't really like exactly sure which uh what like field I want to go into. Yeah, totally. I did, I did the same thing, but then I realized that how much I hate math. I was like, all right, I got to change this like immediately. (laughs) Yeah. So I I went with that and um, I haven't really done anything with it yet, but down the road once I'm uh, not like skiing as much. Yeah. It's definitely, that's a good practical major to have as a backup. Like you didn't go for something just uh, like super vague. At least you learned a, a hard skill yeah yeah um this is super random i don't whenever i'm doing my research i don't always look at people's linkedins but for some reason i looked you up on linkedin did you you worked as a law clerk one summer while you were in college <laughs> i know like for my dad it was oh, like, okay. really like i don't know i like kind of worked as as a law clerk it was more like i like i was work. i had been working construction before that and then like i blew my knee so then I couldn't work construction. So I worked as like a law clerk for my dad, just like helping him out with like certain stuff. Yeah. That... <laughs> like my LinkedIn in years. So like I got anything like know what's on there. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I was just wondering if you ever uh, thought you were going to change your career path towards law or something along the way. Well, I'm still like considering it. I mean, my dad's a lawyer and I don't know. I feel like I could be like a pretty good lawyer. So I've like, thought about going to law school eventually but i don't know i still feel like that's probably a couple years down the road for me yeah and from what i understand from my buddies that are in law school it is a uh it is a serious serious time commitment it's not something you do casually yeah yeah (laughs) yeah word so you're in college hanging out with your friends who was the uh who was the crew at the time anybody that people would uh recognize i don't know one of my homies that i like am really close with and end up being like roommates with um as cal Ahmet, who like he 
films like all my uh, ski videos pretty much. And we like skate together all the time. And like, I feel like a lot of my homies were like skaters. Like my homie Max Offit, we would skate a lot together. And then one of my like uh, best friends from college, Hayden Shellerin, he's like actually like a written skier, but he's had like, so he, he blew his knee our freshman year and like has had like some knee problems since then. So it's like been like, uh, I don't know. He hasn't like been skiing as hard since then, but he still rips. Yeah. That's sick. That I, I did. I was going to bring up Cal later, but um, I mean, we can get into, we can get into your relationship with him now. So were, was he filming you in college just for fun? And then once like after college, things started to pop off, started taking a little bit more seriously. Yeah. So I met him, I met him like pretty much like the first week of college through like skateboarding and uh, just, yeah, just like skating, like the local parks and stuff. And then like, I would just hang out with those guys all the time, like him and uh and Max and like some other homies, and we would just like skate together and he would film us skate. And then like I feel like he didn't even realize that I was like good at skiing, but he like filmed skiing too. And then like the winter came and we started filming skiing together. And then um so then we like would like put out like a little a couple edits and stuff like skiing, and then once like we both graduated then like our plan was to like try to like make some kind of like street video and he actually so the year after we graduated then he um well dusty is who's one of our good friends dusty henrickson he um asked cal to film his real uh his real snow part so then he filmed his real snow part and then that was like pretty sick for me too because i could just like tag along and they had like this big budget from real snow so like then i could i would just tag along and help out with spots and like hit a couple spots of my own too so that was super fun yeah what what year was that for uh that was that was like 20 like it was like 2020 2021 so yeah, that was like the year that we filmed the entry fee part. Okay, sick. Film with good company, yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to those parts in a sec, but um, so in 2020, like at the very beginning of 2020, before COVID hit, you were in Steel City Showdown, right? Yeah. And so based on from that, I forget if if Tom said it in the episode I did with him, or if he mentioned it, um, like on the broadcast or something. But he said that you were gonna that you said you were going to quit skiing until that contest and like you weren't going to pursue it professionally. And then that contest changed. Is that true? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I was, um, I feel like a lot of time, like, especially during the, like, during like the summer months and like fall months, I like, barely even think about skiing at all because I just get like so stoked on skateboarding that it's like all I really want to do. And then like, then I'll kind of be thinking like, ah, I don't know. Am I really like even skiing that much anymore? But then like, but then as soon as like winter happens, I get like a lot more into it. But at that time it was like, I really hadn't like, I don't know. I was just kind of feeling like not as into like skiing or just, just like, I, it just seemed like so unattainable. Like I was still like really into skiing, but it just seemed like so like unattainable that I was ever going to like, be like a pro skier or anything like that and I was like well I'm like my senior year of college like 
it's probably like about time that I like either like like either like do something with this or like kind of give up on on this and like get a real job is kind of what I was thinking and um then like I found out about the contest and I was like damn like that sounds awesome like I've been waiting for like a, a good rail jam to compete in because like at that point there was like it was like it had been a while since there was like a rail jam like that so then I found out about the rail jam and then I was uh I was actually like talking to to Kai like um I was talking to Kai like the night before I submitted my video to Tom to try to get in and he was like he's like oh yeah like you should uh you should like send him something like tomorrow because like he's looking for people right now and I was like oh shit I gotta get on this so then I was like I was just like sitting in the library at Westminster studying for my finals and I just like scrapped together this like super like I don't know it wasn't a very good edit at all it was just like it was like all the like random clips I had on my phone of me doing like like crazy rail tricks and I just put it together with like no music like all different like qualities of video and just like sent it to him and uh then he um I don't think he'd ever even heard of me before but he was like he said that like he like res responded a bit later and said that um uh he was like all full for like the pro category but I could come in and like try to make it as an am like into the like the pro finals and then like I don't know then I wasn't really like quite sure because I was like I was like oh it's like the beginning of the season I haven't really done a lot of skiing like I don't want to like go out there and just like make a fool out of myself <laughs> I was thinking and um also it was like uh it was like quite a bit of money to try to get out there for like the flight and like also like all the lodging and everything then like my uh my dad said that like he really wanted he really thought I should do it and that he would like help me out with getting there and lodging and everything if I did it so I was like all right I'll, I'll do it so I, I went for it and I don't know I was, I was stoked it was like best thing that happened to me skiing wise for sure yeah I, just... I mean could you walk us through the uh the event a little bit because it was kind of like tournament style right you had to earn you had to earn your way through the different yeah. stages or was it just like one round of qualifying for the ams and then the finals yeah so well i got there and it was like um i got there and at first i was thinking like i was like oh i don't know if i like made the right choice here like <laughs> there's like so many like big name pros from like all like the like i don't know like big like slope style comps and everything and like just like street guys I'd like never met, but like looked up to my whole life. And like, there were like some dudes that I knew, which was nice. It was like, I knew like Kai and LJ and like Colby and A-Hall and like some of those dudes. But um, yeah, I was like, oh shit. Like this is, <laughs> this is like pretty big competitors I'm up against. And uh, then, um, then I felt pretty good after practice. And then so we had one practice day and then the next day we had like more practice. And then we had, um, then we had like the AM qualifier. And then I just like, then they took three, the top three from the AM qualifier. So I made it through in the AM qualifier. And then the next day we had semis and then finals. Wow. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of skiing just to get your way to, to the finals. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Did you, at any point, did you realize like, oh, I might actually have a shot at this because this isn't slope style. This is just a big rail jam. I mean, yeah, I was feeling like pretty good, but then like, I don't know. And the beginning of finals, I was like, oh, like I felt like I was kind of blowing it just because like it was kind of tough conditions. Like it was like raining pretty hard and just like I like just felt like a lot of pressure and I wasn't like I didn't ski like very well for my first couple of runs. Like I was like at one point, I think like after my first couple of runs, I was in like dead last because I like <laughs> wasn't landing my tricks really. And then I just like started like like I don't know I just started like relaxing a little more and like uh, I um landed like a couple good tricks and like just like kept climbing up there and then I saw that like on my very last run I was in fourth place and I was kind of thinking I was like damn like if I podium in this this could like really like be a pretty big deal like I could actually like it could mean that I could actually like maybe do some skiing <laughs> and then uh I um then it was kind of nice because I could see the like you could see the scores which I really liked about that format the one thing I don't like about that format is like it's not it doesn't feel like a true rail jam of like where it's just like chaos and you can just like hike up as fast as you want and go whenever because that was like that would always give me a big advantage in rail jams because I've like I'm pretty fast at hiking <laughs> and I have like a good stamina so like I feel like before I was even that good at rails I could win rail jam just on getting the most hits <laughs> but uh, yeah then uh so then that rail jam was a lot different because you like hike up and then you gotta like wait for like a while to take your one hit and hope you get it whereas like in the other style you're like all warm so you just like you're, you're like warmed up and you're just like feeling it it's like having like an awesome session so it's just like a little bit easier to like get in the flow um but yeah the one thing i do like about that format though of tom's rail jam is the is how they show the scores so like you always know where you are in the standings and then you can also look at like what other people got for the trick that they did so you can like get an idea of how well your trick will score so that's like when i was in fourth place for my last drop I knew that like Cal had done for like one of his runs, he did switch lip blind two on that like DFD Z rail thing. So I knew that like I could do switch tails blind two on that, like probably first try. So then I went for that and got it. And then I knew that it like based on his score, I figured that I would score around him and it'd be enough to bump me up into third. So and that's exactly what happened, right? You ended up yeah, in third place. Yeah. Wow, that's so sick. <laughs> so, I mean, damn. What was your feeling when you when you got down and you and you saw that? All right, that worked. I'm on the podium. I mean, I was I was crazy stoked. I was just hoping <laughs> it would hold because I still had like some heavy hitters up after me. <laughs> like I yeah. saw like a like Seaver and like some other dudes coming up and I was like, Oh, they could easily bump me off. They land some good. Yeah. And so what was the podium that year? It was uh a hall won it, right? Uh, yeah. A hall and then Colby and then me. Holy shit. Are you just looking around like, dude, these guys are at the X games and then they're going yeah. to the Olympics. Like, they're going to go to the Olympics. Are you bugging? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, this is sick. I just competed against like, 
So like it was at that point, especially I was like thinking that like I was like ready to like kind of give up my dream of like being a pro or like really like doing anything with skiing and just get like a normal job. And then I and then after that, I was like I just competed against like some of the top like like pretty much the top like rail skiers in like the world almost. And like I ended up on the podium. Like I should like maybe keep doing this a little longer <laughs> <laughs> definitely and uh and what did what did tom have to say to you afterwards because you had become like the poster child for the purpose of that event <laughs> yeah true um well, yeah he was stoked and then uh then like me and tom just became like good friends since then well, that's like how he met me and then like um after that he got me into new tour street style later that year and i got third at that one as well so that was sick and like well yeah i asked, I asked him actually that night after the contest i was like yeah you think you get me into like new tour street style and he's like oh yeah like i'll just give him a call <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then yeah then he got me into that one that was awesome and then uh and then the next year he just like invited me to go film for the good company movie and that was like it was like two or three days before they were gonna leave he just like called me and, and he was like oh yeah me and lj are going on this trip and looking for one more like do you want to come and i was like of course like <laughs> go on like a street trip with like my two favorite skiers <laughs> definitely yeah. Uh, yeah so uh we kind of skipped over like influences growing up growing up but you tom and lj have such a similar style of skiing like super tech rails you know just uh, pretty much just challenge rails you know like just trying to get to the end half the time were they like big influences of yours growing up yeah definitely i was like they were some of my biggest influences and then also like kai um will wesson uh, dale talkington and like the stepped guys as well yeah cool um so you, Tom, and LJ go out and hit the streets, and what was that trip like? That was sick. It was <laughs> like, uh, I mean, that was like, before that, I'd like, I've been hitting street, but I feel like I really didn't know what I was doing that much. Or like, that was like a huge learning experience for me. Just like, I don't know, they're just like, they have so much experience, and they were just like, so dialed as far as like, finding good spots and like setting them up in like a timely manner. And like, also like, just like thinking about like risk prevention and stuff like that. And I don't know, like, and like also like putting like snow in certain areas to like build like a little like cuddles. So like, if you fall off, you aren't going to get smoked. Cause before that I would just like set up the, the jump and like just leave the stairs like bone dry and just like not put anything in like a spot where there could be a hazard and then just like get smoked basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean these guys are i don't even know how much old, probably 10 years older than you so yeah, yeah they gotta they gotta watch out for their bodies a little bit more so that's yeah. cool that they put you onto some game yeah yeah damn so um so where'd you guys go for that for that trip i went to yeah so first we went to des moines and then we went to Davenport and hit some spots around there, like on both sides of the river, like in Davenport and then also like Rock Island, Illinois. 
And then we hit um, – then we went up to Dubuque. And, yeah, just hit those three. And then afterward, I went up to Minnesota uh, because Cal – Cal actually like uh, hopped in with us because Cal and I were planning on going on a trip to like going on a trip out to like Minnesota or the Midwest or somewhere. Like we were going to leave like basically the same day that Tom called and asked it. Like we were going to leave like the same day that they were going to leave. And then like Thomas asked if I wanted to go. So then I asked Tom if he would, could use another filmer since Cal was already planning on going and Tom was stoked and like was super stoked on Cal's filming. So it worked out really well. And then they drove back after Dubuque and then we um, headed up to Minnesota. That is so tight. What is uh was, <laughs> I don't, I don't, does, does Tom have like a crazy big budget when he travels? Are you guys staying in like nice hotels or are you still bumming it? Yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. It was, like, before that, I feel like it was, like, way more, like, like, I don't know. It was, it was still, like, pretty nice when we were, like, filming up, like, uh, for, like, the real snow of Dusty and stuff. Like, it was still, like, super sick. But, like, when we, like, with, with Tom, we got to, like, Des Moines, and he just, like, uh, we were just, like, staying in, like, the downtown Hyatt place the first night because we hadn't, like, found an Airbnb. And, like, me and Callis had this like huge room to our cell. We had two rooms. Me and Callis had this huge room, and we were like, "Dude, this is crazy! Like, <laughs> no baller compared to what we're used to." <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, apart from like the like what Tom and LJ were kind of explicitly teaching you, like, what was it like to just to see them work in first person again to see the way their mind worked for rails? Did that kind of change the way that you thought about rails yourself? Yeah, for sure. Well, especially because I feel like before that, I like, I was pretty, well, I was pretty like new into street and stuff. And I was just like, like, oh, it's a rail. Let's hit it. Like, I didn't like, hadn't really thought a whole lot about like what actually makes a rail cool and worth hitting. Because especially like, I feel like just from being like more like a tech rail skier, like I would like be like, oh, sick. Like, that's a good down rail to do some tricks on. But then you realize it's like, a lot of time it's not really that cool to just do like it's like cool if like it's like a, a trick you really want to do it's like nice to have a couple of those in your part where you can like find like a pretty nice like down rail or you can just do like a cool two on do or something but like your whole part is you just doing like different tech rail variations on like similar rails it's not really like as cool you know yeah totally so were they going around like Oh, we already got a rail super similar to this. So let's just pass up on this one and find something structured yeah. different. Especially for them, it's like they've been doing it for so long that they like don't really care about hitting like just a classic down rail because they've hit classic down rails so many times, like a classic DFD. Whereas like I don't know, I'm pretty down to hit uh, like especially back then, I was pretty down to hit like those style rails. Especially if it's something I thought I could get a cool trick on. Um, but yeah, now like I feel like I've gotten more into trying to find something that's like a little bit more creative, but also like something that I can like do kind of a cool trick on at the same time. Yeah. How does something like um the LJ's closer come up? Were you were you on site when they were filming that? Yeah, I found the spot actually. Okay, yeah. So what's the backstory behind that? Cuz that was such a unique spot and I was just like, how do you even think of that? 
Well, that was like we were in this park where there was a couple other rails and like Cal and I had got, th got there before them. And then we, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they were doing. I think they were scoping somewhere else, but like we got there a little before them and I was just walking around like the rest of the park, seeing if there's anything else. And I saw like that amphitheater thing. And I was thinking that like, because LJ had been talking about like, uh, like the, like, I like it was in that clip of like Mitchell Brower where he does like the the backflip off like kind of like the inverted wall ride thing. Like I was thinking that like you like air up onto the stage and then you like kind of like flip out, you know, like you just like would do like a back backflip to fake you or something or some kind of trick like that. And then like I showed him it and he was like, "Oh my god, this is like my dream spot. Like I've been looking for something like this." And then he was talking and then he was talking about it and we were all like, dude, like, are you serious? You're actually going to try this. And then like, he was like so stoked on it and really wanted to try it. And it was like pretty scary. Like I was running the winch for it and it was like, it was so gnarly. <laughs> it was like, uh, I don't know. It's like the first time he committed to it looked so crazy. Yeah. So, so what he say to you guys? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do like a Lincoln Loop transition. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. How long did that – how long did that shot – I mean, sorry to be spending your interview talking about a clip of LJ, but how long did that thing take? Uh, I don't know. Probably like a couple hours. The main problem was like – I think you would have gotten a lot faster, but I think it was like we built – we hadn't like – the tranny like wasn't quite like steep enough. So like he was like coming around, but then he would like just like have to like do this weird thing where he'd like kind of like hop and like land flat. And it was like super tough on his body and just like pretty gnarly and like super hard to like have like the strength to land like that. So then like Tom figured it out that like we needed to like shave the shave the transition off so it was steeper. So um and then I think he got it like only like a couple tries after that but at first it was like just like super hard because he was just like coming around and like he like it was such a heavy impact when he once he got to like the snow part that it was like super tough for him to land and he was like there was a couple of times where he like thought that he'd like pulled his hip out of the socket it's super gnarly <laughs> <laughs> i love lj dude out of your clips from that from that specific one from fresh squeeze like is there anything that stands out to you as like damn i really threw down on that one uh one of my favorites was the the back three swap from the the rail to wedge just because like well no, i found that spot i found that spot on google google earth and i just like knew like immediately when i saw it that's like what i wanted to do like, I didn't really know if it was going to work. And then I got there and I was like, oh, it's like going to work, but it seems like pretty scary to try. And I like kind of wasn't really sure I was going to do it, but then I like claimed it to those guys. So then I like knew I had to do it. That's like one thing is like, if you, you know, you, if you claim something, then you kind of feel like you have to do it. So it's kind of like, if you want to trick yourself into doing something, then you can just like claim it in front of some people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just get yeah. bullied into risking it all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was super stoked on that, just because especially like three swaps is one of my favorite tricks, and I feel like it's like kind of hard to find like a good feature in the streets to do one. So like that's not going to be like super scary and gnarly. 
Yeah. And so it was a was it it was just a rail to concrete ledge. I'm looking for the clip right now. I'm having trouble finding it. I posted it on my Instagram recently, actually. So you get winched in. Yeah, that's insane. Okay, this is actually the clip that I noticed uh, when I was first watching it. Because it's not even just like a, a rail to ledge. Like you do, you do a, like a, a three-swap disaster to the concrete ledge. So you were going fast for that hit. Yeah, I was going pretty fast. <laughs> How many tries did that take? Because I think in a separate interview, Tom was like, this kid never, ever falls. I don't know. It didn't really take me that many tries. It was like, I think it probably took me like, it was definitely under 10 tries. It was like, maybe like around five or so. Oh my God, dude, this clip is insane. I mean, it was like pretty like chill to do. It was more just like scary. It was like, you have plenty of time to get the three swap around. And like, once you land on the ledge, you like just have to get to the end. It's not like you're like, you need to like really like grip it to try to stay on. It's like, pretty short slide afterwards so it wasn't like really that tough it was just pretty scary to do yeah were most of your shots in that in that movie like less than 10 hits or was there anything you really had to dog it out for uh no there's definitely some battles there's like uh some of my other favorite clips i'd say were like the uh the like eight kink rail that tom and i hit yeah how many try what was the what was the process with that one that is just insane uh, that one was long I, I i don't even know how many tries it was but we were there for like a couple hours i think tom got it before me and then i was like just getting pretty close and i really wanted to get it so i like they stuck around for a little bit so i could land it that one was just especially scary because you'd get going so fast and you had that pull at the end to worry about and the pole was like so close that a couple times in the top pole uh tom's ski tips hit the top of the pole when he hopped on but it didn't really stop him he just like dinked it but you could hear it so yeah. i don't know that, was, that like made it pretty intimidating it was because you just knew that like if you were coming into that pole going that fast then like you get so smoked that that like made the rail way more intimidating well and it's it's a super long it's a super long rail right this like the long black one yeah yeah and you're just going so fast on it yeah well like the scariest thing about it was that it's like so it starts out and the kinks are kind of like long and gradual so you can pick up speed and then the next couple kinks are like kind of like short so you have to really absorb them and then you have like another long section you have to make it through so it's like coming picking up speed and then going into like the quick kink section made it that was like the scariest part because you'd like feel like you were about to like jump flat to flat on one of the kinks and there's right before like the big stair set which was like pretty scary yeah was there because i i think i heard tom saying like was there any vibe on the on the shoot like all right we're the older guys like if if we're talking about crazy tricks for a feature like tucker you're gonna be the one to do them because we're a little bit too old for this now not really i mean they're like they would they would joke around and say that, but then it was like they were still doing like crazy stuff. Like especially yeah. like LJ would joke around this being like he's like ready to retire and he's like not really trying to do anything too crazy. And then like every spot we'd come to, then he would do something like ridiculous. That one like down flat down Z rail he did was so insane. Like it didn't even like look like it was possible. 
that one uh, outside like the, the the Trinity Lutheran school. I, I think I got the clip in front of me right now. It's like the red rail. Yeah, it's got like it's like a ninety degree turn. Yeah, it's so abrupt. It's so gnarly. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me so much of that clip from. It's it's like my favorite edit of all time. It's it's LJ's 2014 season edit part one. It's a super steep Z rail that's pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. So you guys filmed that, and then you and Cal go straight to filming for entry fee. Is that how is that how it went down? Yeah, it was a mix of like before and after filming for entry fee. Before that, we'd been filming with Dusty and A Hall for their uh, real snow parts, and then um afterward then well then like it kind of in the middle of like me and cal filming because we were like filming for with those guys and then like we also filmed like a couple spots on our own and we were, we didn't really know what we were doing i just like really wanted to have like a full street part was what i was thinking like we weren't really even sure what we were going to do with anything but i was just trying to like stack shots and i was like filming with some other filmers as well like my girlfriend, Laura, films, and she, like, filmed a couple, like, six shots of me in uh, in Bozeman earlier in the year. Like, that one, uh, it's one of my favorite shots from Entry Fee where I, like, go up the rail and then stall and then jump and underslide it. So that one was, like, the one of the first shots we filmed. Was it the stall on the rail or was that on a trash can? Oh, that was, that was Tom's. That was... In, okay, that was Tom's. I'm bugging, yeah. But it was like an entry fee. I like went up this one rail and then stalled on like kind of like this closeout thing and then yeah. jumped and underslid it afterward. That one I was really stoked on. I really liked how she filmed it. And your and girlfriend then, filmed that? Yeah. That's so sick. And then uh, we, um, yeah, she's like a really good filmer too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I see this one. Yeah. So anyway, I was working on a, I was just like working on getting a bunch of shots together. And then, we went and filmed then Tom invited me to go film with them and Cal tagged along and like filmed with us. And then afterward, we were going up to, we went up to Minnesota to meet up with Jack Finn and some of the surface guys and did like some filming with them. But I, I could only stay like a couple days because I like ended up, uh, I had to go judge this contest in park city. So I like flew out, um, yeah, I flew back out to Utah a little early. So I only got like like uh, three or four days there. I was hoping to have like a little more time. So I thought someone was going to like – I thought like we had it covered that someone else was going to like sub for me for the judging. But then it just had to work out that I had to like book a last-minute flight. That wasn't that big of a deal. Um, yeah, and then other than that, then we had like filmed like a couple more things around – salt lake for entry fee and we just got like a little bit of snow and then we also filmed um for like like the big storm in denver and i think that's like pretty much it it was like that big storm in march that year yeah even though it's like just a mishmash of different filmers and i'm assuming different cameras the whole thing feels like so cohesive you know is that how you felt like it came out like it felt like one big project even though you didn't really have it in mind from the start yeah i mean it was also like Cal definitely filmed most of it. A couple other, the other, like, Ian filmed some of it as well. Ian Avery Leaf. He, like, because when we were, like, in, in Denver, it was, like, me, Jack Finn, uh, Cal, and Ian, and a couple other homies from Denver. And then 
also when we were in Minnesota, Ian and Jack Finn were there too. So like Ian was getting like second angles and stuff. And then uh, also Laura filmed like a good amount of it too. Yeah. That's gnarly. And I think, uh, dude, there's just, I'm just, I've just been skimming through it while I've been talking about it. It's, there's so many insane clips from this that it's hard to even choose which one would be a closer. Like any of these clips would be a closer for anyone else's part. How did you end up choosing like the, the two on four kink for, uh, for the closer for that one? Yeah, I don't know. I just want to, I just like really liked the way I did it. Like, I just like, I just liked my style in it and felt like I just like landed it really smoothly. And I don't know, it was also just a battle. It was like, it was really tough because like we went out there the night before, like I really wanted to do that trick on there. Like, I don't think anyone else has spun onto it. Maybe they have, but uh, to my knowledge, I didn't know of anyone. So I like really wanted to do that. And um, I just like, I wanted to like spin onto a big rail. And I saw like that one was like a pretty good rail to spin onto. And the, um, so we went out there like to build our drop and ramp and our lip in like the freezing cold the night before. And we built it like the snow was like terrible quality. Like we were having to like chip it all up with this ice pick and just get it into like little blocks of chunder and then like pot, like stack them up and then just pour water all over them. But it was like not working very well at all. Like it took us like, we were probably out there for like three hours working on it. And then like the drop and ramp, like it was just like, we couldn't get the drop and ramp to be like tall. It would just like keep like getting wider and wider. So just taking so much more work. And we, um, yeah, like, finally we were like i don't i don't think we can really do more than this but like i had like not nearly enough speed that i like really wanted i had to had to pop so hard to like get the two around onto it but like i probably spent like but i greased i like just hopped on and like greased through it like my like second try or something and then i and then i um and then i was like all right now i gotta try the two on and i spent like so long just jumping over it just like not ready to commit to it and then eventually I went for one and then like it was still like a decent battle so I think I don't know I probably like what we were probably there for like definitely like two or three hours trying to get that and then it was not annoying because then it was like, like I was getting pretty close but then it's like the more you like use your poles on the drop in the more the drop in like starts to kind of crumble apart and then you got to like try to figure out how to like fix it but it's not it won't get like it won't freeze quick enough that then it's like just becomes like such a pain as you like kind of get into like a rhythm but then like one of your arms just kind of like goes back when you like try to drop in and you're like then it's just like putting you off balance through the two on so yeah yeah that that drop in angle should does a really good job of showing how high you have to how high you had to jump just to get onto that rail. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get that shot so that <laughs> the people like understood how like how, how crazy actually do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. So the other part of the, that your edit that I thought was pretty unique was that there was some like there were some solid skate clips in it. Have you ever thought about doing like a half and half part where it's 
you know, a good amount of skating and then a good amount of skiing too. Yeah, I don't know. I I really like thought about that, but I also kind of felt that like maybe some people would like like I don't know. We like at first in the in the like first like draft, we had like a lot more skate clips. But then we were kind of just like, ah, it's just kind of weird. Like it's like a ski part. It's not like a skate part. Like we like don't want people to like lose interest in like if like there's people who like are watching it for the skiing and they're not really that into skateboarding and they're like, like oh what is this like there's like a minute of skate footage like <laughs> they might be like not as into the video so i kind of like that we just had like one like kind of like banger that kind of like split the gap between like the two songs and like the two like kind of parts of the video so i thought i don't know i was i was pretty stoked on the way that we edited it yeah i think it turned out great yeah it's definitely like a what you have in it or like how you guys ended up doing it It ends up being a total transition clip but um i don't know it just shows how people's like attention spans have changed you're like oh i don't want to do a minute of skating and meanwhile like those old those older ski movies where they were like an hour long there would be like so much bullshit b-roll footage of them joking around and like stuff that you know wasn't even that great of b-roll but uh yeah it's just funny how things change yeah yeah word so um let's see where did you film for a part this year i haven't seen um i've been looking at kind of everything getting released you know premiere dates i don't know if i've seen any uh premiere date announced for you yeah we're, we're like still working on it i feel like it's kind of kind of gets like i don't know we're we're planning on dropping it like fairly soon we're, we're working on it right now but it's also like since both cal and i are so into skateboarding like once ski season's kind of over we just like want to skate and stuff and i like kind of don't even really give skiing a whole lot of thought until like kind of this time of the year so then i'm like oh like i really gotta get on this like all these people are like about to drop their videos like i gotta let's we gotta start working on ours a little bit <laughs> it's not even edited or anything like that yeah i mean well we got like a rough draft now but yeah but, are you yeah. guys gonna submit it to if3 or anything or did you already miss the boat on that i think we probably missed the boat i don't know we all email them or something <laughs> yeah last yeah. minute entry yeah, I mean, is there anything you want to tease from uh, from what what this next project's gonna be? Um, I don't know. I'm really stoked on it. I felt like I like branched out a little bit and like hit like some more unique spots and like I definitely like my spot selection more than the last video because I feel like the last video was definitely a lot more like just like technical trick oriented. Which I still have some tech tricks in this one, but I uh, I'm pretty stoked on just like spot selection yeah would you rather do like uh would you rather have a spot that's incredibly technical and then not from like trick wise you know but like from you're having trouble even getting to the end of the rail let alone the trick that you do on it would you rather have something like that or would you rather have something where you could really do you know something pretty unique on it even though it's a simple feature i mean it just depends it's like like it's like uh I don't know. It just depends on like how scary and how frustrating it is. I feel like <laughs> I, I'd kind of rather slide like a rail that's like kind of like almost more like gnarly, like kind of like like steep and kinky, than like slide one that's like long and kind of mellowish because like then it takes like way more balance and it's like way harder to get to the end to, to get to the end of. Whereas like. If it's like kind of like steeper and kinky, it's just all just like 
don't know. It's all just like balls and like actually going for it and committing to doing it. Once you like commit to do it, you're a lot more likely to get to the end. And it's also a way sicker shot if you do when you do get it. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. So um, let's see that. I wonder if we missed anything. Do you feel like we missed anything? You mentioned that you're a judge. Is that just kind of a part-time job or are you trying to transition into that maybe after you're done skiing? Yeah, I'm trying to do more of it this year. I, uh, I judged my first USSA nationals last year and it was super fun. And like, I don't know, I had a great time doing it. So I, um, I don't know, I'm hoping to like start judging some more like higher level contests and it'll also just be sick because if you can like get into like some of the more higher levels, then like you get like free trips out to like cool like different countries you've never been to, which would be sick. Just be getting like a guaranteed paycheck at like a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right now it's just you just you just travel yourself and then show up and do you get paid for it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like uh yeah, like they like pretty much pay for all my travel and like pay and I get paid like pretty nicely for like doing the events that I do. But I'd like I've been judging like uh just USSA regional events for like I probably did it like the past six years. And then I did my first nationals this year. I'd like wanted to do nationals in the past, but it would like a lot of times it would just conflict with um with like the line team shoot or like like the first year that I was going to do it, it conflicted with the line team shoot. And then the next year was COVID. So they didn't have it for like, yeah, they didn't have it that year. And I don't think they had it for like two years because of COVID. And then this most recent year I did it and it was fun. And then like, since I did that, I've gotten like more like kind of like invites to like try to do some other stuff. Word. All right, let's uh, let's transition into uh, viewer questions. What's your hot take? All right, I'd say uh, ski faster on rails. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a lot of people will, like hit a rail and just go slow, so they can try to do a bunch of like tricks on it. But I don't know. Then it's like more like just like balancing. It's not like it's, I feel like it's just not what it's about. It like always looks cooler if you ski faster, and like if you want to do more tricks on a rail hit a longer rail and then it's way cooler like it's just i don't know just like skiing skiing faster on rails is just always cooler in my opinion choose like a good choose a good rail for the trick don't like force doing a trick that like on a rail that's not good for it yeah do you think that anyone embodies what you were saying about the speed other than yourself, like are there any other people that hit rails really fast that you're looking at? I like Dale. Yeah. I always liked watching him ski. He's just like uh, super sick. Just it goes huge. Yeah. Word. All right. Mason Kennedy. What's the kinkiest rail you've ever hit? Um, probably like the, well, the most kinks was the, 12 kink and fresh squeeze that i hit and that one that one's like crazy when, we, when me and lj like first started hitting it we were like like we hopped on and like didn't even make it through the first two kinks it was like such a weird thing to figure out and then like well it was just like crazy because your legs were just like on different like sections of the rail the entire time 
So it just like felt really weird. And it was like super easy to get off balance and fall off. But then it was like, once I started to figure it out, I actually like slid it like, I think like three different times once I figured it out, it was like, wasn't, wasn't that bad, but it was definitely like a big learning curve at the beginning. Do you think that the speed just helps you, uh, it eliminates how much you have to think about? Like, cause I know if you're hit, like whenever I'm learning a rail and I, you know, when you first hit a rail, you kind of almost want to go slow just cause you want to ease into it. But then you're thinking about every section of it. But once you start going fast, it just kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. I don't know. Speed is like really important. I feel like, and also like, it's like, it's way easier to slip out if you're like going slow is what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like, let that momentum do all the work for you going fast you don't lean forward at all you're gonna slip out probably even harder but it's like I don't know. it's over with faster though yeah if you go fast and you kind of lean forward you're at least probably gonna clear the rail <laughs> yeah. nice all right uh it's norris not chuck what do you keep your din set at i think mine are like 10 or 11 uh-huh all right kit chat bars who would win in a slush game you or jackson karstetter i don't know well it says it depends on the park I feel like he definitely would have a good chance of beating me. Oh, well, I feel like you guys have a different type of, of rail skiing. Yeah, sure. I feel like I'd have a pretty good chance if it was like more like challenge rail style features. But like, uh, I don't know. He does. He can like spin like ridiculously fast. I can't <laughs> spin that fast at all. <laughs> like a four on eight out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Grant Harris, what were your video influences growing up? Uh, video influences? Yeah, like, let's do, uh, like, favorite, I mean, you could do favorite part, edit, movie, what, however you want to take it. Uh, and I really liked Mutiny, super sick. Uh, there's a bunch of the level one movies. Um, I mean, like, like, my favorite, like, like cruise in general would be definitely be like stepped and like level one and then i also like really like the dale talkington summer edit and also the wallace project and like lj's season edits yeah yeah nice all right um scott belkman when did things really start to pick up with line um I'd say after like the Steel City Showdown for sure. Yeah, after the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was the first one compared to uh, that second one? Obviously, the weather was way better, but in terms of uh, like the actual setup. Yeah, so I think I like the second one better. The second one, it was definitely like the features were like a little bit scarier almost just because they were like way taller and like bigger drops off the end. And just like, I don't know, maybe like a little more like a uh, consequence, but they were like way easier to consistently land tricks on, which was cool. Um, so that was nice. And then like, I felt like the first year it's like a lot of the features were like, a, they weren't like as scary to hit, but they were like, a lot more technical to land a trick so that made it like almost like a little bit harder to compete on because they're like very different rail jams as far as like the the second year was like more like scarier features but like easier to do tricks whereas the other one was just like 
the features weren't as scary to try stuff on, but they were like really hard to be consistent. Yeah. In terms of uh, like after that first one, you said like after that first contest, things really picked up with line. What did, what did that mean for you? Does that just mean it invited to more video shoots or was it like checks started getting cut? Like how did that, how did that first one change things for you in line? Well, I was just like, I felt like it was like a bit easier for me to like get skis and stuff like that. And also like, just like, uh, then like I went pro like a little bit afterward and then, um, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like I was like, like higher up on the team kind of like, just like more like, like, I just felt like I was like more deserving of like getting like skis. And also it like felt good because like, then I like, I felt like part of it was like, I knew that like they should like be giving me skis. I didn't feel like I was like feeling weird about being like, yeah, give me another pair of skis. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Everything starts to flow a little bit easier when you're winning when you're winning big events and like in the public eye like i just felt like a lot more like proud of my skiing and felt that like i actually like deserve to be getting more like deserve to be getting free skis more than before so yeah yeah like you actually believed it yourself yeah, than, yeah. I myself a lot more <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right yeah well, i mean we can close it out what's uh what's your vision for the future what do you what have you not accomplished yet that you want to accomplish? What do you have in mind for, you know, video parts? What are you thinking about? I don't know. I mean, this year, like, planning is, like, hitting more street. I know that, uh, like, I was talking to Tom recently, and he was saying that he's uh, he's planning on making, like, another good company, like, short video this year, like, similar to Fresh Squeeze. So, plan on doing that with him this year. And so that'll be sick. It's always like super fun working with Tom and AJ. So I'm stoked for that. And then other than that, just like probably like hit more street when I can and just like try to film some other stuff on my own, just see where it ends up. Kind of sick. Are you going to be doing anything with um, Telefriend Tour at all now that you're in deep? Yeah, I'd like to do some more of that this year and also like some, uh, some like line traveling circus stuff. Awesome. That's all I got for today. Let's, uh, you want to plug anything before we, uh, get you out of here? I'd like to say thanks to all my sponsors, my friends, and like my filmers, especially, uh, Cal, Amit, uh, Laura McKee, Ian Avery Leaf, and Owen Dahlberg. Word. And, uh, TBD on when the next, on when the movie's going to be coming out. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully soon. <laughs> All right, sick. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thank you. Both of us have known love before. Come on, no promising like the spring. To walk on.